Well, the Tampa Bay Rays cannot complete the sweep against the New York Yankees and a crummy outing from Shea McClanahan. I'll take a two out of three series win after that horrible July, uh, but there are concerns. So let's talk about it right now. You are locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. You can also follow us on the social medias at Locked On Rays and email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, the Tampa Bay Rays fall to the New York Yankees by a score of 7-2. to two. The Yanks improve to four games above 500, 56 and 52. The Rays fall to 66 and 45. And one of the big storylines from this game, maybe the biggest storyline from this game was Shane McClanahan only going four innings and getting punched around for five earned runs, including two bombs. Uh, Something is not, uh, going too well for him as uh, his last six starts have been very uncharacteristic for him as well to boot. You're on mute, sir. I'm glad you bring that up, man, because when you look at those six outings, it started with that Kansas City one where he went three and two thirds allowing um, two runs, then three innings, again, going out for injury, allowing four runs. Then you have like a half a month where he didn't pitch, and then he comes back real good with uh, the Rangers. Six innings, two earned runs. There you go. You're like, you feel good about your ace. That's it. Then four innings, five runs against Baltimore, five innings, three runs, four innings, five runs. So it definitely has not been Shane McClanahan – on the mound to you know that the, the you expect for the last six outings is there concern apparently there's a forearm tightness um, mm-hmm. on the exterior side um he was pretty um adamant that he was not going to uh speculate on what it was or what pitch he threw that uh uh, that made that kind of flare up during the warmups in the fourth inning, or right. if it was something else, he was just very tight lipped about it. Um, but those, you know, he gives me those David Price vibes. Not only I've, I've made the reference uh, that he is going to do the whole David Price thing about like, I'm not taking any team friendly deal. I'm going to get my money, right. which good for you. Uh, but also his post game conf- uh, post game interviews, he also has the David Price vibes of like I'm upset right now. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to do this, and I'm going to kind of be rude to you, and mm. I don't care about it. Um, he kind of got lippy with uh, Mark Topkin, and Mark was just asking a normal question like, "Hey, was it a pitch?" No, I don't know. And then he just yeah. kind of, you know, he was very um, brief and to the point. Uh, but you know, he's a competitor. He doesn't want to do those things uh, when when he's uh, failing. What's your level of concern scale of one to 10 based on his recent struggles and the forearm tightness 
Although we are seeing, for whatever reason, an uptick in velocity. And I should also note this. I don't know how much of this was a factor or not, but uh, it's not like he has a very close rapport with Rene Pinto. He's used to working with other more established guys that, quite frankly, know what they're doing more or less. Um, so that having the um, not having that connection with your battery mate, with your catcher can also throw things off kilter at times as well. Yeah, no, that's that you have that communication. You have to, you have that rapport with your with your battery mate. Obviously, um, he doesn't have that with, with Pinto, although apparently that's Pinto's calling card. That he yeah. is a really good defensive catcher. Uh, and Although we didn't play. see it at times last night where he had a ball that went right through the wickets and then yeah. uh, a throw to Wander Franco that doesn't even get past the infield grass that uh, basically, in effect, allows the Yankees to double steal second and home. Um, and then, um, offensively speaking, he had no business uh, trying to stretch a single into a double. Uh, that was a disaster. So um, wasn't yeah. uh, the, the shining moment for Rene Pinto. So no, no, I, not at all. So yeah. And you know, you, you can, you can have those games, but when you have those games put back to back together, um, like on the offensive side and, and on the defensive side, like, yeah. make, like making those mistakes, it, it's rough. Uh, he got the knocks, but yeah, it's, it's, it's obviously you're there for your defense. You're there to to do that, and if you're not doing that, that kind of makes the point moot. Uh, but you know, I think that's why when we talked about yesterday, I think it was on yesterday's episode about this this kid Alex Jackson. Uh, I'm getting his name correct, right? Alex Jackson, the catcher. I believe that's what it is. Yes, a very basic, simplistic name, Alex Jackson. <laughs> I think there was a former major leaguer by the name of Alex Jackson who played for the Tigers and Yankees, an outfielder. Uh, yeah, I think, I think, that. I think maybe, you know, you, you, if you put that on baseball ref, there are going to be like quite a few Alex Jackson. Yeah, maybe, but, but uh, yeah, Alex Jackson, who does have some, some major league experience, it's, limited it's experience, depth. but it's, I mean, yeah. I, you understand that move because there are games like yesterday and there are going to be keep in there. They're going, th- these games are going to uh, happen. Um, when, when you don't have Mejia and Bethancourt might be struggling or Bethancourt gets hurt. Like what is your depth? That is kind of um, a struggle, I think, for the race right now in the catching position. Because yeah, you have Blake Hunt in 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 the minors, but in AAA. But are you ready to 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 give him the call up if something happens to to Christian? I don't know. No, man. I, I think that the Rays going out and getting Alex Jackson answered that pretty quickly and swiftly. That no, they're not prepared as of yet. They want to see what he can do over the next couple months in AAA and go through another spring training, and then maybe the time is right then. How how worried are you? Because I mean, about Shane. I mean, I'm 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 five point five worried. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would say yeah. I might bump it up to a six. Um, we have seen a somewhat of a theme where, as you get deeper later onto the season, things start to tweak and peak up in a negative way. So. Maybe it's just a case of him starting to run out of steam and him not being himself. So I'll be really curious to see if he makes another injured list stint. And I think this was also part of the rationale for the Aaron Savali move of we can't just 
go in to the playoffs or go in these last couple months of the season with blinders on and expect, hey, Eflin's going to give us six and two thirds every time out. Glass now is going to give us seven strong every time out. Nothing's going to be at at odds or issue with Shane McClanahan. He's going to be his, uh, you know, Cy Young competitive self. Like, no, you have to be realistic and and kind of um, think, almost think the worst. Have your contingencies in place. Th- that's why you know, race fans that uh, just um, can't help themselves to spread um, positivity by toxicity. Um, right. it, it's l- live in the real world. It's not all uh, you know, rainbows and sunshine. Uh, things can happen, and you could lose to Shane McClanahan. So you do need yo. You only need three pitchers. Well, you gotta get to October first, and you're not in first place. You gotta get to October first, and then you can do your whole. We only need three pitchers. Which, by the way, you can also lead one. You could lose one of those pitchers right. in the playoffs. Ask the Braves when they lost Charlie Morton to a fractured leg. By the way, and what a man to just finish that inning, Charlie Morton. Man, ugh, fifteen million. Nope. We don't, we're not going to pick that up 2021. Anyway, I'm still not uh, heard about that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about Shane. Uh, hopefully it's nothing major. If it's, a, if it's a brief IL stint, fine. I think the race will be fine with it, but um, yeah, it's not ideal. It's not ideal to, to, to lose your opening day starter for any length of time. Yeah. I mean, if you read the Topkin article, you're probably going from a five and a half to a nine because Topkin brings up the Tommy John injury history with Shane McClanahan and also adds in the zinger of, Oh yeah, by the way, Luke Rayleigh also got dinged up by fouling a ball off his uh, inside knee. Uh, So that's not good. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. So it's kind of waiting with bated breath to see what the results of the test and and what the doctors will say. But anytime uh, a pitcher of his caliber has to exit early and says, yeah, my arm or shoulder or forearm or whatever, uh, something with my throwing motion isn't correct and kosher. That's an issue. So uh, yeah. we will uh, see the results on that, um, I'm sure, sooner rather than later. In the meantime, we have to tell you about Sleeper. Do you want the chance to win more money with less picks? Of course you do. So head over to Sleeper where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. If you think a player like Wander Franco can hit a home run in the next game against uh, a Tigers pitcher, uh, well, we hope you do, and we think uh, he will as well, I think. Um, So what you can do is you can go to Sleeper, and you can swing for the fences and win up to 100 times payouts. All you have to do is choose two or more players, that you like, and then from there, select more or less based on their stat categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. So get your picks right, and you could win B-I-G big. So use promo code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Be sure to see Sleeper's terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Um, well, speaking of Wander Franco, as I gave him a little love in the Sleeper library there, uh, he went long again. He's starting to show the power stroke a little bit, and it made that game 
look good in the uh, onset of it, where it's like, okay, you have Yandi Diaz setting the table with a leadoff walk, very prototypical, and then Wander Franco coming in and hitting a bomb from the left side, taking advantage of the Yankees' short porch at that power uppercut swing, one-handed follow-through. Um, and it was like, okay, maybe we'll do something and, and get get going against Garrett Cole. And that was really the, the last of the scoring for the Rays. But it's nice to see Wander starting to, to find his groove a little bit there, whether it's uh, power or base hit variety. And then we see... Uh, some of the the defensive heroics as well as he you know theoretically uh, saved a run or could have saved a run on a ball hit up the middle by Glaber Torres and then um, the Rays gave it up later on. But we're starting to maybe see some more normalcy from from Wander Franco uh, over the last several games anyway. And yeah, this road trip has really done him well. Uh, he goes deep in 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 Houston, like you said, the defense has not taken a step back at all. And then now two home runs uh, in, in this Yankee series. Yeah. That's awesome to see. Uh, and he almost had an extra base play. hit. I mean, if not a play from, yeah. I guess, the center fielder. I can't remember. Uh, Harrison Yankees, Bader. Bader. Yeah, Harrison Bader. I mean, he hit his, you know, the, the classic inside-out swing mm-hmm. um, gapper to the warning track that, you know, could have been a double-triple if not a, you know, credit on a really good play by Bader. But it's like you're hitting the ball hard. You're driving the ball that's something to build off, whether it's an out or a home run or an extra base hit. Yeah, when you're commanding that that ball to the opposite field with with intent, mm-hmm. you know that's that's when you see and spraying the ball all over the field. That's when you see the best of any player, and of course, Wander Franco fits in that bucket. Now, it, you're right. That Bader play was was awesome. It was it was tremendous. If that gets down, that's a bumpy. That's a bumpy ball that could go go play. You know, um, what's that game? Pinball. Yeah, pinball could it go would, all over the place. Could go all over the place, and and with his speed, if if he's if he's killing it from from the get go, you know, third inside the park homer, you never know. Um, so it was just a good play by Bader. Uh, but no, he he's really hitting the ball well. That's awesome to see. They they need that. They this offense needs Wander to Franco to to to, to get going. And you know, Evan Klosky has said this multiple times. It's um when the when the team is doing well, Wander Franco is probably doing well. Um yes. he is he's the guy, you know, that that kind of steers that that offense. He can do so much. So it was good to see that beginning of the game, but yeah, like you said, then it it was it was nothing. Garrett Cole kind of just became Garrett Cole and that's a shame because when you start off after two batters phase, you're up 2-0 against Garrett Cole and against a feeble uh, Yankees um, offensive lineup. You, you're yeah. you're going in pretty well, but then of course you know the third inning happened. Yeah, and then you would think that hey, you've got a righty on the mound and Garrett Cole put a lot of lefties in the lineup, take advantage of the dimensions of Yankee Stadium and go to town. And alas, that wasn't the case. So. Wander Franco now has, to my record, 14 homers on the year and presently a 782 OPS. Two questions. Does he, I ask this all the time seemingly, does he get to 20 this year and does he finish the year and or does he finish the year with an OPS above 800? I will say yes to the OPS over 800. Okay. And August and September. So he's got two full months of baseball to hit six, which could be three and three on average, three home runs in each month. 
I'm going to go and say yes. Yes. And then he okay. would become, would he become the first 20? No, he would not. I was going to say he was going to become the first 20 home run, 30 stolen bag guy. But BJ Upton did that. Oh, okay. I thought you were going in a different direction and saying, would he have been the first 20 home run shortstop for the Rays? Ooh, can we do somebody we check do the record quickly? books? Like primarily a shortstop, not like I don't know, Ben Zobras playing like four games at shortstop right. or whatever. But okay, primarily shortstop. Uh Echeverria, no way. Asdrubal, no way. Yunel Escobar, no way. Even no. Bartlett, I think no he way. Might be. Yeah. Wow. I mean, just quickly going this live. Yeah. yeah. Unless I mean this is going way back in track. I don't think. BJ Upton, he wasn't playing shortstop when he first got called up. He did. He did play oh, shortstop, okay. and people don't like to talk about that, and it was really bad. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he um, hit 20 home runs in the time. That no, I don't think so. Shortstop. No, I think he got called. Uh, I think he got sent down after that, and then they were like, hey, maybe we put you in center field, and you could become a gold lover. And yeah. Well, at the very least, I think that if he's starting to show more power like he is and Brandon Lau starting to showcase himself a little bit more and other guys starting to pick up the load, then it might be a case of, okay, um, let's pitch around wander a little bit more or however it, it should kind of naturally elevate his on-base percentage and, and possibly batting average going forward. Yeah. Just, um, showing that he's, uh, are you yes on the both uh, on the home runs and the OPS? Uh, I'm going to say under on the homers and over on the OPS. So okay. we'll, uh, we'll have to see what the uh, listeners check out there too. Um, all right. So the Rays uh, now enjoy an off day before heading to Detroit to face the Tigers who believe it or not are third in the central with a record of 48 in 60 that's the central divisions for you be it national league or american league i mean the second team in the division the guardians they're under 500 as well and then when you add the white Sox and the royals to the equation it's uh very uh crummy pickings there but um I yeah say your boy i guess this is really one of the last opportunities that i think you'll have to watch Miggy Cabrera definitely going up against the Rays, but just Miggy Cabrera in general. They'll actually be doing a jersey giveaway to fans on Saturday. Um, so you know, I, ho I hope you're soaking up this moment come this weekend, even though uh, he will be playing for the opposition seemingly. I yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, with, with Miggy, it's always for me, it's like I hope he goes 4-4-4 four, four, four against the Rays with four home runs. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, but the Rays win, you know, right. obviously. It's like you you when you're on fantasy baseball and you're like, oh, this guy's going against the Rays, but can he yeah. do well? And then the team, you know, uh, get the W still. Uh, yeah, it's I, I don't know if you saw the um, his his Miami series, uh, the highlights. Oh, I did not. The Tigers went to. Oh, man, it was fantastic. Like they gave him a standing. Oh, he went two for four in one game, one for three, the other one, I think. Uh, driving in runs like he was just, you know, opposite field uh, double, of course, uh, uh, driving in a couple runs, man. He was it's it's great, man. I mean, he's obviously you notice the age, um, but um, yeah, this this definitely like 
this is it. This is it. So en- enjoy, enjoy Miggy Cabrera um, on on the field, man. I saw when you look at his baseball reference number. If you if you guys have if you guys want to geek out about numbers, look at Miggy's baseball reference number and then just like laugh. It's, it's, it's all his it's, numbers, dude. It's silly. It's silly. Like twelve time All Star. Uh, the years. <laughs> look at this. Look at when he goes twelve. Almost 12 in a row years being an all-star. The two years that he wasn't an all-star, those could be MVP years any day, any day of the year. So, yeah, that's the kind of talent that he is. And so, yeah, hopefully the Rays get the W. But I will be, you know, geeking out about seeing uh, Miggy uh, probably for the last time. Future Hall of Famer for sure. Um, the Tigers, uh, interesting dynamic. Eduardo Rodriguez had the opportunity to leave the organization and go to the Dodgers, but he's like, I'm good. I'll just stay here. I don't need to go uproot my family and possibly play for a World Series. I'm I'm fine in Detroit. I mean, there's something to be said for that, I guess. That, that also tells me I don't think he's going to opt out of that uh, three years and $49 million remaining to become a free agent when you have guaranteed money on the table, no matter how good of a season that he's having this year. But there's something to be respected about just saying, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'll just, you know, let, let oh. me just uh, take care of my family. I, I feel in a comfortable position. We're not winning, but it is what it is. So there's that. Um, and then on the flip side, there's a lot going on with the Tigers in the sense of, I mean, Recently, I thought that they would be a team on the upswing and and turnaround a couple years ago, and they've just gone in an opposite direction. And I think this is a good time for the Rays to face them because they just traded Michael Lorenzen uh, to the Phillies for one of their prospects. So they're uh, depleted in that respect, and they're just not a good team this year. They're 29th in uh, Team OPS, um, 21st in Team ERA. Uh, They're actually a, a middling defensive uh, team as well. And um, I know we talked about Wander Franco, his counterpart on the, uh, on the Tigers, Javi Baez. I mean, you talk about bad contract galore. Bro. Um, Does wow. he have like a, a, a 600 OPS or I think it's, it's under 600. It's, it's under 592 600. right now. His on-base percentage is 264. And by the way, he signed through 2027 on a six-year, $140 million deal. Like, I mean, that's... This has to go down as one of the worst contracts of all time. Not just by the Tigers. The Tigers have made a lot of bad contracts, but just in general, especially when there were guys out there like you technically could have gotten uh, Marcus Simeon or Carlos Correa or a Corey Seager. I I mean, but... No, it's... It, it, it's a bad contract and and it's not like he's going to get better kevin like it's not going to be like oh he's now an 800 ops guy and it's like it's, it's, no, he's only gonna get worse it, i think i mean right and and the swings too i mean yeah. we get frustrated with uh jose series low on base and and sometimes the swings remind you of bj upton trying to get that slider uh down and away this is worse Mm-hmm. This is really bad. Javi buys like if you just have some time, just look up Javi buys strikeouts. It, it looks like a blooper reel sometimes. Like you yeah. could put the and then just like put it in like fast pace. Like you put a uh, high schooler in on junior varsity in the big leagues and see what kind of swings he makes. 
I mean, just 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 pl- plain awful. Um, so yeah, y- you're right. This is not a powerful team, although it is a third team in the AL Central yeah. because Central divisions are ridiculous. Hopefully they, they 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 keep winning series. That's all you want. Obviously, you know the sweeps are nice, but after what we just suffered in July, um, of as as an audience, as a fan base of just seeing horrible results, just go there and, and Detroit, get your W's and, and and go back home. Um, now, if you can go back home to some happy news about Shane McClanahan, that would be even better, um, because. Then what do you do, Kevin? I mean, that, yeah. you know what? Actually, no. They said, Taj, can you go down? Just reset your mindset. You know, uh, kind of get get calmed down a little bit. You know, you know, take a break in the in the minors of, of this grind. If something happens to Shane McClanahan, Taj, um, change of plans. You yeah. you don't have time to reset <laughs> reset your mind. Uh, so can you come back here? Because that's it. There's no other way. Because then now you have Glass now, who, by the way, won AL Pitcher of the Month. Very Congrats. nice, Tyler. Very cool. So no, you have Glass now. You have Eflin, Littell, question mark. Uh, and then you would have Taj again. And then Bullpen Day again? Erasmo Day again? Is Erasmo going yeah. with Littell? We'll see on Friday because Littell is the pitcher that's going to start that game. Right. Unfortunately. Again, you're facing one of the worst, really, outside of Oakland. They would be the worst offense in all of baseball uh, in the Tigers. Javi Baez has something to do with that. The rest of their complexion has something to do with that. Um, So this would be, theoretically, an opportunity for Zach Littell to build some confidence, Aaron Savali to get settled in. And Savali has some experience, clearly, against uh, the Tigers and pitching in a Guardians uniform. And then uh, Glass now as well. Then after that, you have the schedule eases up, continues to ease up where you face the Cardinals and then the Guardians after that before facing um, the Giants and the uh, Angels and, and going down. But, I mean, it's a pretty, you know, until you get to late uh, late August, there should be an opportunity to bank and rack up win so i'll be curious yeah. to see how they do uh in this series against the tigers i mean i i would think at the very least you you win the series if not uh sweep the series but uh we'll wait and see on that no yeah i i think a couple victories would be great and and yeah looking at the at the schedule it looks nice uh until what do we consider the angels a a, a rough team uh no, maybe, but I would consider the Giants a rough team. So th- that West Coast trip, I guess, is when it starts after you. Actually, just a West Coast trip. Just yeah. the, being a West Coast trip, that's going to be difficult, Giants and, and Anaheim. Yeah, and then and Colorado never played and good then against... face the Yankees at home. Yeah, yeah, you've never played well. They've never played well against the Angels anyway out, out there, you know. And right. so, yeah, it's going to be tough. But looking ahead in the Detroit series, you're right. It's It's... It's a perfect situation for Savali to get those nerves down uh, and debuting for a new team, for a new organization, for you know, new teammates, all of that mm-hmm. uh, in a place that he's thrown before against a team that he's seen before. They've also seen him. But, uh, again, when you're facing one of the worst uh, offenses in, in baseball in a cavernous Camara yes. pa- Comerica Park with the defense that you have, 
everything should line up uh, beautifully there. And then you got Glass now, like you said. Latell, beautiful way of putting these two guys in a situation to succeed. Hopefully they get a couple Ws. That would be nice. All right. Um, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you on Friday.